0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Catch Cop Podcast. This week we continue with our nature interviews, and we have the lovely Jess from uh, Small Holding on Instagram. And she is here today to share her journey with self sufficiency and growing, and maybe to learn a thing or two about how to grow your veg and fruit. So, Jess,
1: welcome. How are you feeling today? Yeah, good. Thank you. I've got a little bit of a cold, so I'm a bit nasally. But other than that, I'm all good. <laughs> um, and I normally
0: say to people, but you already definitely know this to take honey because you have bees as well, right?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so are you taking honey now?
1: No. So we only got our bees in July, um, and it's been a terrible season. I don't know if you've had the same where you are. Um. So not much honey this year so I've kind of left it for them and then hopefully in the spring after the first flow we'll get a few jars yeah exactly
0: yeah it has been heavy rain here too and yeah um so yeah so for anybody that doesn't know you um would you like to maybe give a little bit of background about the growing that you do and yeah
1: why you share your journey with growing Sure. Um, so I moved from London to Somerset um, about a year ago. So I lived in London for seven years um, and started growing there, um, which lots of people probably know that there's not much space in London, so it can be challenging. Um, but we were lucky enough to get an allotment in the end, which was brilliant. Um, and We decided that we wanted more space and we wanted to try and become even more self-sufficient. So as well as growing food, we wanted to Um, also keep some animals and also the bees as well Um, so moved here um, about a year ago and built a vegetable garden um, and haven't bought a single vegetable since about um, sort of April or May when we had our first harvest which is really satisfying Um, and then in February I decided that I wanted to kind of share The journey with other people just because I'm so passionate about it and I get so much from growing both my mental health, my physical health um, and it's just really fun and a really satisfying thing to do Um, and I know that in the context of the climate crisis as well it's quite important that we all try and be a little bit more self-sufficient just to ease the pressure on the planet. Um, So I thought I'd share a little bit about what I'm doing on Instagram and try and encourage a few people to kind of grow along with me and um and see how fun it really is it's not just for old people growing food
0: (laughs) yeah and it's such it's it has such an impact on mental health doesn't it
1: yeah definitely just being out there hands in the soil just focusing on the task at hand and it doesn't have to be a complicated task I mean gardening really isn't hard anybody can do it but you know just pruning you know (laughs) You just, you have to be so present in the moment that all your troubles just kind of melt away when you're out there in the garden. And it's lovely listening to the birds and the wind and whatever else is going on outside, people shouting if, you, if you're if you gardening in London. Um, so yeah, it's really lovely.
0: And I saw one of your videos, you were making raised beds and you had a drill and I was like, yes, another woman with a drill. Let's go for it. <laughs> um, I'm always inspired by seeing women I suppose coming from a farming background it was it was very male dominant you know and anytime I see women working with tools or you know drills or saws or anything I'm always like yes more of this please because it's not just for men right?
1: Yeah exactly I mean you don't have to be the world's strongest person to be able to pick up a drill and use it. Um, I'm not the most practical person I'll admit and sometimes I do get myself in a muddle but um it's so satisfying being able to do something for yourself and um I do have a partner who is male and sometimes it is tempting to be you know oh can you just help me with this but no I can do this myself and I always um try and make sure that I I do stuff like that myself because you're right it women need to be empowered to do that kind of thing
0: absolutely like I like there's no better feeling for me (laughs) picking up the chainsaw (laughs) I get such a good feeling out of it and especially like if I'm if I'm like I always say if I'm in my PMS in my cycle I'm when I have like a little bit of anger I'm like get the chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> and then like I have myself really calm and relaxed like and go out into the world rather than like you know like some of us just carry stuff out into the world that we could actually sort out ourselves in nature and walking and working outside and
1: mm, yeah definitely yeah I definitely feel my mood changing if I haven't been able to be outside for whatever reason um so yeah no, it is so important
0: mm. and did you were you always into growing food or is it something that came about later in life or did your family grow
1: no so I don't come from a particularly gardeningy uh background um my parents always had like a nice garden but you know they were never like that into it um I think I got into growing when I was in my early twenties. Um, growing in like a a concreted courtyard in this shared house that we lived in in London. We just had a couple of raised beds. Um, grew some strawberries and grew some tomatoes. Um, made my first jar of jam, probably at the age of twenty-two. So you know I wasn't I wasn't that young really. Um, but yeah, and then it kind of escalated from there. I was hooked. <laughs> yeah. Wow because you
0: have quite a few raised beds like it looks amazing you must put a lot of hours in every week do you?
1: Yeah so the setup was it was quite grueling I won't lie um so we started in November last year um we built 36 of those raised beds um and they're all made of oak as well so um they're very heavy. So we were building these beds and then sort of having to carry them into the um the garden. And because it was so wet last winter, it was just like a quagmire. So we were sort of like slipping around in the mud trying to like line these beds up. Um, So it has been really hard work. I think every weekend, every evening when it's been light and then every like holiday that we've taken from work, we've spent on the land. Um, but it has been a labor of love it's you know I, I do enjoy it so i I can't complain um I think now that everything's kind of settled in and we don't have any like massive jobs to do um I'd say I mean it's still like every weekend and every evening when when the light's there so um it is like quite a lot of hours a week um but then what we get out of it is amazing because it's fun doing the work and then on top of that you end up with free food um and really healthy nutritious fresh um food as well that's got a zero uh carbon footprint so yeah it's definitely worth it
0: and would you ever because you you give a lot of tips and tricks online which is amazing would you ever have people come out there and teach them about it
1: I'd love to do something like that eventually yeah that would be lovely um doing like little beginners course or you know something specific that people want to get their teeth into um yeah I'm hoping that we can make you know more of a thing of what we're doing in the future now that we've sort of got our feet under the table and we're feeling a bit more settled in
0: Mm. and did you have to um say with your social media it looks looks amazing like so
1: you're quite skilled in that area too Oh, thanks. Um, well, I actually I hadn't really used Instagram for years until February. I came off it because, um, I don't know, I just I felt it was a bit pointless. I wasn't really, I was just looking at other people's lives, thinking everybody's lives are better than mine, you know, how you do. Um, so I decided to just come off it. Um, so it had been about four years since i seen Instagram. I didn't know what a reel was in February. I didn't know what a story was, so it's been a bit of a learning curve. Um, and I think, I mean, if anybody can be bothered to scroll all the way back to the beginning, you'll see that I definitely didn't start with um, much knowledge. It's all a bit uh, dodgy, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of learning as I go. I use a, a video sort of editing app now because I got. Um, I just find it easier than using Instagram, um, and yeah,
0: <laughs> amazing. And do you, would you have learned about, like, the um, the chemistry in the brain, like, when you're touching soil or any of those things? Have you looked into that?
1: No, I haven't, actually. Is, what's the science behind it?
0: Well, basically, like, when we touch soil, um, it's like a serotonin release kind of producer. So, like, it hits the serotonin neurons and it releases it. But they also um when they were producing the drug Prozac, they mimicked it off the soil's chemist chemistry. Um oh, wow. so, you know, instead of taking a white pill, you could actually go out and put your hands into the soil and work with it and you can release the same serotonin kind of networks,
1: you know. Oh amazing. And do you have to be gloveless to get that like do you, I'd say so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. yeah. you'd need the skin yeah. on the soil contact.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a a gloveless gardener. I love being able to feel what I'm doing on my fingers um, unless it's absolutely freezing cold, in which case I will put a pair of warm gloves on, otherwise I end up with chapped hands. But um, yeah, no, I love that feeling. (laughs) That explains why, (laughs) if there's a chemistry to it.
0: Yeah, I always come away and I've like just thorns everywhere, like in my hands. (laughs) But it's 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 good too, you know. Um, and would you have any, say for anybody who has not started growing yet, would you have any um, advice for somebody who'd like to start? How can they start?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I think there's a few things. I think firstly, you just need to know it's not hard. I think um, a lot of people are probably put off maybe by the fact that it sort of looks on the surface like it might be a little bit complicated i think you've just got to go for it um and i think particularly at this time of year if you're in the northern hemisphere everything's quieting down now for winter so it's the perfect time to start preparing so i would say get yourself a really good book about gardening and just settle in for the winter and just read through it and just start to learn and absorb um there are obviously so many good gardeners in the world who have already shared their knowledge in in the form of books um the we can gain a lot from that. That's why I've learned a lot, a lot of what I do. In fact, mostly, most of what I do, I've learned from books. Um, and then I think the other thing is trust your instincts. So <laughs> plants are supposed to be green. Everybody knows that. If your plant's looking a bit yellow or a bit brown, probably something wrong with it. And you, you know that. Um, just get on Google and start troubleshooting. You know, why is my tomato plant yellow? Or why does my lettuce look limp or brown? Um, I think we should just I think because people have sort of lost the connection with nature over the past few generations, I think we sort of have stopped trusting ourselves when it comes to instincts around like plants and and gardens. But really, like we know, we have a gut feeling. Um, That would be my other piece of advice. Um, And then I think also um, the community as well and use the community. So I didn't realise until February that, there's actually an amazing community of gardeners on social media. Um, And I've learned a lot from people who I've connected with on social media. I've never met these people in person, but, you know, we'll have the odd chat um, on like the Instagram chat. Um, And yeah, I've learned a lot, a a lot from people on Instagram as well. So yeah, I'd say books, trust your instincts and uh, community would be my sort of um, top three bits of advice. But yeah, just go for it. Just do it now or it's too late
0: <laughs> I know and do you eat wild food as well like do you walk along you know in the fields or the forests and pick and eat as well as your own
1: um I'm to be honest I'm not that clued up on foraging I'll like pick the odd bit of wild garlic um blackberries obviously um but I definitely like to learn more about foraging actually um because yeah there's so much in the hedgerows and stuff that I I look at it I'm like I'm sure I could eat that but I don't I don't know what I'd do with it do yeah. you forage
0: um I would do oh, a nice, yeah here and there um I'm kind of researching a lot on mushrooms at the moment and um kind of just self-learning you know and then finding something and then really looking into it and asking different people and then I would do like lots of different infusions with the honeys. Like I'm going to do a sage honey now this evening, uh, which is really good for coughs and colds. And just like, um, well, obviously sage. Yeah, this is grown sage. But um, yeah, I've even done like a gorse honey, like gorse is flowering again. Um, okay. Yeah, you can make like a gorse milk tea.
1: Um, but it's like... That's Foraging part sounds dangerous, foraging for goats. You'd need to wear your gloves for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh,
0: tis spiky, all right. It is <laughs> definitely a spiky plant. And I collected a good bit of sloes last week. I couldn't believe they were still here. I found a load of bushes that were just full, like to the brim with slows. Like I'd say nobody has been down to this place. And I found like about 40 bushes there. I was like, wow. Oh, nice. So I picked the sloes and I have them kind of in an alcohol now with honey and yeah they'll be there for a good few months I'd say even up to six months just to extract the elements and this and that
1: oh sounds lovely
0: yeah Kenny it keeps me happy like you know I just enjoy it especially in the darker season because you know yourself like there's just when I go to the tunnel at this time of year there's just so much less like a lot of it is dead and decayed and you know
1: yeah, it's not as inspiring, is it, when you yeah. go out to pick your dinner and it's like, <laughs> oh, great, another bit of char tonight. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> okay, so for anybody who actually would love to start now, is there anything you could advise on them that they could plant?
1: Planting right now, mm. I'd say that there's, there's a few things that you can plant to sort of overwinter. So things like broad beans they can go in the ground now or into pots um peas as well um and then that just sort of gives you a slightly earlier crop in the spring um garlic goes in the ground now that sort of has to go in the ground now because it needs a period of cold for the cloves to sort of split um but then a harvest next year um and then it sort of depends what what you've got if you've got like a bit of a greenhouse or something like that you could do some like winter salads some chard um this is the first year that we've got a greenhouse so I'm going to be experimenting a bit just to see what else will grow through the winter um but yeah I think they're the they're the kind of main things um would you add anything to that um
0: planting now yeah I suppose the mixed salads and stuff um I had bizarrely like so like how nature surprises you all the time but I had Brussels, you know but then they have to be in the ground earlier but I remember one year I had peppers like all winter I had Brussels sprouts all winter I actually had I had about 40 kale plants and my dad was like what are you doing with all the kale <laughs> um what do you do I'm kind of running
1: out of inspiration.
0: <laughs> he hates kale and I I grew I had so much of it like I was like and they were they actually ended up looking like trees they grew so much and um it was so funny because the following year they ended up we had to pull them out but actually some of them went into the ground um they were tilled in because I was doing like a meadow and they ended up coming back up out of the ground again and growing even though they were like (laughs) all the stems were like broken and I was like oh mother nature like what are you doing <laughs> it just it just shows you the resilience of plants like and you know um, yeah that's impressive and <laughs> um, normally what I do with kale I kind of put it into like I make like kind of garlicky kind of crisps or like you know into a pan or the oven and garlic and kind of um sea salt oh that's a good idea i haven't garlic, tried that before garlic oil sorry is what i use a garlic oil a garlic infused
1: oil okay so you sort of rub it into the leaves and then yeah bake i just it in the kind of oven. scatter
0: it over and salt <laughs> and into the oven and it comes out so crispy and yummy and delicious
1: oh nice i'm gonna yeah. try that
0: yeah um and have you experimented with flowers or anything like that
1: um you mean eating flowers or yeah um, would you grow yeah um... a lot of borage <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um but I'll be honest I haven't been that um that sort of adventurous with flowers yet that's something that I should probably try a bit more next year um but yeah borage is like my go-to if I want something to look pretty I'll throw some borage flowers on it um i i I know that you can eat nasturtiums, but I must admit, I don't really like the taste of them. So um, I'll put the odd flower or leaf in a salad, but then I won't eat it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're quite um, peppery and spicy, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't don't know why I just can't get my head around the flavour, but I'm going to force myself, I think, to like it because it does look pretty. (laughs)
0: Um, And do you, in the winter then, do you feel kind of, um, would you ever feel kind of like a loss or a grief with like nature going away and like less work and less inspiration? And then like, would you kind of move with the seasons like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, This time of year does always feel a bit sad um, knowing what's coming. Um, And yeah, I definitely miss being able to get out in the garden after work, um, because normally in the the summer we'd be out until, you know, it's dark and or too cold. (laughs) Whereas now it's sort of finished work and oh, it's already dark. So um, yeah, I think I'm looking forward to doing more sort of building-y type projects over the winter. I think that's how sort of forcing myself to keep going out. I think part of the problem in the winter is It's cold, it can be a bit wet, it can be dark. And so we sort of stop going out as much. Whereas if you have a project still to draw you out into the garden or out into nature in some way, that sort of keeps you connected and keeps you sort of getting your your daily dose of of nature and the outside and sunshine. So um, I'm going to be working on a couple of projects, like possibly digging a duck pond um, because we want to get some ducks um building a, a new greenhouse we've got one greenhouse now we've picked up a another one second hand um which we're gonna assemble it's 40 years old it's quite amazing it's um but it's in really good condition so we'll be putting that up um and sort of sorting the inside of that out um and then we also have a dog who needs a daily walk so um that also kind of forces us to get outside even when the weather's not looking that enticing um, and always feel better for it, even if it looks a bit miserable to begin with. You always get into it, don't you? Don't really, as long as you can have a nice hot shower afterwards, it doesn't matter how wet and muddy you get, really.
0: Yeah, exactly. And do you have any, like,
1: favourite fruit or vegetable you like to grow? Oh, peas. Yeah, I absolutely, yeah, absolutely love them. They're just, they're just incredible. They're so hardy. So they kind of, they're there when nothing else is, you know, whenever, when every other plant is sulking, the peas are there, you know, performing Um, and they're just such beautiful plants with their tendrils and then the flowers are beautiful as well. Um, And then the actual peas, I mean, for anyone who hasn't tasted a fresh pea, oh my God, let that be your inspiration to start growing your own food because it's the most incredible thing it's just so sweet um and yeah good um we froze some peas sort of in like May or June or whenever whenever it was this year um and I tucked into like my first batch of frozen peas a couple of days ago and it just put a smile on my face the minute I had my first mouthful of peas um they're just they're just so good so yeah I love peas (laughs) I actually
0: want to go eat peas now
1: (laughs) oh darn it um
0: mad and do you grow like a vast array of things or do you um just stick to a few main crops
1: we try to grow as much variety as we can I think both for our diets, but also for the biodiversity in the garden As well to make sure that we've got a balance of sort of pests and predators um we try and grow a real mix of things um and even within a type of crop so say for example we're growing kale we'll try and grow a couple of different varieties of kale as well so then at least like what if one variety succumbs to a pest or a disease it might be that the other variety was a bit more resistant to whatever pest or disease you happen to have in your garden so you still end up with a crop at the end of the season. Um, So, yeah, I definitely, I want to be more adventurous. I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface in terms of what's available out there. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, having a look in the books and the seed catalogues again this winter and before I order my seeds for next year.
0: Mm. And would you have surplus food then? Would you sell it or would you feed animals? Um,
1: So this year we had, we did have a bit of a surplus because it was our first year trying to be properly self-sufficient. So having, I mean, self-sufficiency in the summer is easy because there's just so much bounty. Um, But it's the winter that can be challenging because we're not sure exactly how much we need to store for it to last. Through the winter, so yes, this summer we did. We think we had a surplus, and we did give you know a fair amount of food away to friends and family. Um, we haven't sold any; um just been giving it away, really. um But I think we'll find out this winter whether or not we gave away too much because, <laughs> um, yeah, we're sort of relying a bit on stores now, and then what's left in the vegetable garden isn't really enough to um, to live off. All oh, winter so we'll see
0: <laughs> very good and maybe as like a finishing we might do like a really quick game all right then <laughs> so it's just basically what you prefer so i'll just name out two things and you say what you prefer so, okay sounds good um, strawberries or grapes strawberries um courgette or eggplant
1: Oh, well, only because it's easier to grow. But I do like an eggplant.
0: <laughs> um, mint or oregano? Oregano. Um, carrot or parsnip?
1: Oh, oh, that's a really hard one. Um, I'm going to go with parsnip, but <laughs> I mean. <laughs>
0: um,
1: cauliflower or broccoli? Mm, cauliflower.
0: Mm. Um, rhubarb or melon?
1: Rhubarb. I do love rhubarb. Mm. And it's so easy to grow. Mm.
0: Sunflower or borage? Oh, borage. Mm. Will. Yeah, I think we'll we we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, <laughs> go, I could go on forever with it. um, but, um <laughs> Yeah, thank you for um, coming on today. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we finish up?
1: Um, I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been really fun and really lovely to meet you. Um, and yeah, happy growing, everyone. I hope more people who've been listening to this podcast are encouraged to get out there and get their naked hands in the soil. Definitely.
0: Loveless. <laughs> yeah um thank you everybody for listening if you enjoyed this episode or helped you in any way please give it a share and to the patrons who support thank you very much and please if you can go on to patreon and support my b mission just a cup of coffee um a month and yeah we'll chat to you all next week ciao